0: it's time for some texas music talk with me josh fuller coming to you straight from the great state of texas each week our guests share their insights on the greatest music scene in the world the texas music scene so get in sit down shut up and hold on it's time for the show What's up everybody? <laughs> it's me, Josh Fuller. How's it going? Um and we were in the middle of a good conversation that probably shouldn't go over the air. So <laughs> that's why we are all laughing. It's Tuesday. We're glad to be here. I got with me Randy hey, Young hey, with hey. Cut and Shoot Studios. And then we also have Scott Mortimer in here. And I know you have your own you have what's the name of your production company? SNM Productions. SNM Productions. Oh uh, yeah. And uh <laughs> the reason I brought the reason I brought you in here, Scott, was one, I've I've known you for several years now. And the cool festivals that I get to play, you're always there. <laughs> so I imagine. And I, I did, I've done the Rice Festival with you. I've done the Catfish Festival with you, and we've done five of the bands with you. And I think maybe one of the, and maybe a Lone Star Rally gig was was one. Would that be one of them? that y'all. I think did? you
1: did Lone Star, didn't you? Do some of Beach once too? I don't
0: think so. No. No. Okay. But but regardless, we've uh, we've gotten to do a lot together, and you always have. A, I mean, it's always a great experience. Well, thanks. And uh, so, I part of this thing that I do with the show is not only give all the frontmen all their little airtime. <laughs> I want to get people in here that make this music scene that we have. Do what it does and that obviously can't happen without studios and engineers and of course the the production companies and all those people. So welcome to the infamous blue couch from Dosi Doe's old green room. Yeah, I think I said in it before. There's been a lot of famous <laughs> ass on that seat. <laughs> so uh Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're something. sanitized. Now so. yours what yours, yours. say, did you wipe it oh, down yeah. before I got in? My uh, wife's O C D she wiped it down for like eight hours. Okay. <laughs> all right. So So where did you drive in from? You said Clear Lake. Huh? Clear Lake, yeah. All right. So you got a new house now. Yeah, we uh you know, we sold a house there
1: um four years ago now, I guess. Yeah. Moved into our uh, motor home for a while. Actually, uh then we moved out to uh it's kind of strange. Another story for later maybe, mm-hmm. but we moved out of the RV after a year and uh moved into this little marina community in Lake City, right on Clear Lake. Right. And I opened up my door one day and we got some people moving in right next door. And I don't know. Do you remember Doug Green? No,
0: I don't think I do. Maybe I do. Yeah, you do. I forget a lot of names,
1: man. He he was up here. He's a Montgomery guy. Okay. Um... He's best friends with Jeremy Bankhead.
0: Okay, okay. So, well, I definitely know Jeremy and. So yeah, I see that
1: Jeremy Bank is out there playing guitar with him on the on the patio, one day, and then I went, "Hey, what the? You know?" <laughs> and you know, so now I have that little connection. But um, just kind of <laughs> yeah. weird how you meet. Good people. neighbors to be having. And good yeah. neighbors to have. Exactly. Yeah. That is good. Doug, Doug had this cool sticker. I can't say what it says. You can. It's oh, internet yeah. radio. It's okay. internet radio. He had these stickers for sale, and a lot of people have them. if you can find one, hold on to it. It's called "fuck, fuck y'all." I know Doug. Reed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do remember Doug Reed. I thought you said Doug Green for the record. Okay. I did think you said Green. I, I hate that I don't remember names very well, but I know if we've had a conversation. So I'll, I'll, I'll come up to you. If we've had a, someone straight in the face and go, and, and I've spent time with them and I don't remember who they are. I remember you. You know, there's a way around that. Yeah, you get somebody else. You introduce somebody else. There you go. There it's you like, go. Hey, this is Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. When I walked up, he didn't
1: remember my name. He yeah. just introduced me to Randy. Right?
0: So. No, I was <laughs> I'm gonna. Glad to I be was of gonna. <laughs> I was gonna just call you baby or something, but I decided that wouldn't be
2: professional.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call you Buckaroo. What'd I do, Buckaroo? Buckaroo. Yeah. There's a um, Brian. Uh, no, Jim. I know brian regan has a joke about how he has a friend he's like okay i don't i don't know their name so i w- want you to walk i think his name is winston so i want you to walk past him and i as you past him I'm gonna go hey winston if he turns around your job is done you just keep walking <laughs> but if he doesn't he walks past this guy and i go hey winston and the guy didn't do anything. So my friend turns around and goes, my name is Winston.
2: It's <laughs> <And he's just laughs> like, come on.
1: <laughs> that wasn't planned. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. All,
0: cre- all credit goes to Brian Regan for his joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to him, take anybody's jokes. <laughs> Man, so uh, so Fire of the Bands is coming up again. And we've done that for a long time. Yes, is what, five years, six years? I, I think. Were y'all there the very first one at County Line Barbecue? Or did no, they have somebody else? I wasn't. Okay. I was yeah <laughs> that's the only reason I get to have a spot on the roster every year is because yeah. I was loyal at the beginning and now they're very good about being loyal on the other end Lloyd and all those guys right is there a music playing yeah it
1: would be
2: my butt oh, oh right Man, I, I didn't know you
0: getting... br- I didn't realize you brought an instrument <laughs> <laughs> I brought my acoustic guitar you didn't know that <laughs> right exactly. it's in his butt folks uh he's a multi-talented fella but, uh, yeah, so we've done Fire Up The Bands for a long time, and I don't even remember when it's coming up, like June or June. Did y'all come up with a date yet? No. Okay. But we're moving it this year, probably. That's what I've been told. I'm, yeah.
1: I, I think it works out for a lot of different reasons.
0: Yeah. Well, we've we discussed.
2: Uh, I Logistics think
3: that, are, a, are, are a big one. Yeah. So Fire Up The Bands is a um, just a great big musical fundraiser it's a fundraiser for the conroe fire department
0: yeah Certainly. conroe firefighters association and then they usually pick a new charity local charity every year yeah uh, i think the last
1: two years now though they've done the uh the fireman's uh house it's kind of like a ronald mcdonald's house right for, Certainly. Uh, for families yeah, state, yeah. For, uh, uh,
3: for family members that are we uh, had a friend of ours that was a a a, a beneficiary of that There you so go. um a few years ago and it, it, it made the world a difference to her and her family and and, and all of that and she was a, a firefighter's wife yeah. that had, there you go that had cancer and all of that so well you couldn't it ask it was for a better a,
1: association i tell you what i've i've gotten to know over the years since you know mostly since becoming with conrad uh, the catfish festival mm-hmm. and meeting all those firefighters up there and of course mark taylor's sons both of his sons one's on conroe firefighter and one's a uh, woodlands firefighter right Mm -hmm. but um just such a great bunch of guys. They get mad at me every year because I don't stay at the firehouse during Catfish Festival. I stay at a hotel instead. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear those woo woo
3: woo woo. Yeah, and not, no, not lie. Sleep. Yeah, can, yeah.
0: <laughs> no lie, man. Well, and i and I I don't have any family members that are firefighters or anything. But one, I've always had even since I was a kid, just a fascination with firefighters and fire trucks and all that. But um, through fire up the bands and through some other stuff of my own, just music in general, I've gotten to meet quite a few firefighters and and other first responders too and it's just uh it's always i don't know it always just feels good to help them out but it also is just good times hanging out with them there's some crazy people and, and oh, you know they, they appreciate
1: everything that you do i'm sorry <laughs> they I do.
3: still forgot to turn it off
0: that's okay the, uh, we're not live
3: on the radio <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, up where I live out in Cut and Shoot we have uh, two fallen deer fire departments that are mm-hmm. uh, you know they're on it 24-7 they come into the local stores and we took care of them during our we try to t- you know help them out a little bit during the during the storm yep. uh, during all the flooding they they were lacking on food cuz they couldn't get anywhere and all that and so we 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 the community came together trying to help feed them and keep them in good spirits That's and awesome. all of that good stuff and uh we just appreciate what they do and uh Absolutely. I have a good friend of mine his son's an, is now a firefighter he's a I think he's still a rookie this year so um poor guy.
2: <laughs> and he's he's he, rolling a lot of holes
3: He's tough though. He's <laughs> he, he's not gonna have a problem with that that I don't think they can give him much of any any, any rash of shit that he ain't already had. <laughs> so in uh, in New Waverly was a volunteer fire
0: department, and so every single we only had nine hundred and thirty six people in New Waverly and nine hundred of them were on the fire department. It had to be <laughs> every single person and, and you know, in those small towns Those was right next my my buddy my buddies were just like any excuse to have flashing lights and a loud horn on their truck they're gonna take it and so they were just going like, ah you know and the, the, you could hear the, the siren go off from uh, you could hear the siren go off in town yeah. and you just hear all these trucks Rrr! everybody with their glass packs and their fake sirens and everything just taking off
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a good reason to drive fast yeah it? it was yeah. man. Yeah. I'm trying to keep this music low. There we go. That's we a little go. lower.
2: That's
3: better.
0: It was a little loud. But um, anyways, but yeah, so God bless all you first responders and firefighters out there for sure. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people out there that want to help y'all. And, uh, so, I hope, well, I wasn't raised around them necessarily.
1: My whole family is just about in, a, was police officers. I mean, that's... Right. Oh, okay. My, my dad, my brother, I have nephews. It's, it, you know, there's been a... A mortimer on the police department in my little hometown in Indiana for like mm-hmm. seventy years or something. You
3: know, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my family up in New York and New Jersey and stuff when they were you know police officers of some sort and you know throughout the years up in the, up in the Northeast and. Yeah, that kind of fell away. <laughs> right? Well, my dad wouldn't
1: let me become a police officer. He said he'd make sure I never got on the police force. So I said, fine, I'll join the Navy instead. Yeah, I went in the ended Army, up staying so. there for 21 years. So yeah, it was okay. Oh, so what
2: did
3: you do with the Navy? <laughs> I was a Navy diver. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you've been to NCSC? Yes. You've been to Panama City Beach. Been that's that's where, where I grew city. That's where I grew up. That's Key West, my um, Yep. Connecticut. Mm hmm so uh, when did you get out so did you, you ever dive the stages or in Panama City no, uh, no. they were already sunk by then <laughs> yeah oh okay no. <laughs> wow Randy uh, yeah I, re- I retired a- in 96 oh okay so, so yeah they, they were long gone by yeah. then but yeah when they when they sunk them we used to dive off of them when they first oh, okay. dropped so um, the, all the old towers and the calm towers and stuff that were on the beach back then back in the 70s and 80s it was a great time okay so yeah hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll i'll surprise you with my depth of knowledge on stuff oh yeah my brother and my sister my brother's retired navy and uh as uh, my sister spent 12 years in so wow yeah, yeah. Well,
0: i, I have an aunt their th- service aunt was in the air force out in hawaii it had to be a hard gig so. Uh, yeah, it's horrible over there. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, but she would
1: put the little. It's a great place th- to visit. I would not want to live in Hawaii.
0: No, n- no because no. you know what? This, the sheer fact
1: that I can't leave if I want
0: to. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little intimidating, isn't it? <laughs> because all you can do is just keep driving and i into a like, Yeah, and left spam. turn. <laughs> yeah, I think she put radars. She put something to do with the radar in the nose cone. That was her job. And oh she wow! Oh,
3: that's cool. Install
0: those in the jets and Spend stuff. Spend
3: any time in Naples. I don't... Know. Uh, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Guess> <laughs> you Nate had to be Siginella. there. Uh, Sigonella. Sigonella. yes. Yep. Oh, I caught Sigonella once. I, you always cook your chicken fully. You gotta cook it all Catania, the way. Catania, Sicily. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Sicily. Those are all names from Street Fighter. Y'all can't fool me. Taramina.
3: <laughs> yeah, my uh, brother was in Key West as well. Palmer. Or, I mean, and, uh, yeah, he was in Key West, but he was also in, uh, well, oh, good Lord, I... I can't even keep up with our, where all my brothers and sisters were stationed at. I mean, I was stay I, I, I was army myself, so well, Okay. Yeah. Well I won't hold that against yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's
2: hey you beat Navy this year, first
1: time in like fifty six years or something. Like yeah, that there's that in sure. football.
0: <laughs>
1: It'll be the last
0: time. Yeah, we're gonna leave Josh out of the military conversation. <laughs> hey, I try I tried to go to the Navy. Um I failed my hearing test. Turns out I'm deaf in my left ear. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> that was artillery. Uh, so, I went to huh? Meps. I went to Meps twice, and then tried to get a waiver. And one dude was like, "Dude, when you notice the beeps weren't there anymore, you should have just flip the earphones around." I was just like, "Oh, well, why didn't you tell me before? <laughs> I went why did I now? think about that?" <laughs> Guess I'm not smart enough for the Navy. <laughs> But <laughs> you could have gotten the air force. <laughs> yeah, I, you, was, I think you I was, could have been on a carrier, no problem. <laughs> judging by all those dudes that were going to the air force and Meps, I think I was a little oversized. Oh, <laughs> they were pretty uh, wiry fellows that were in there, well. and they had different. But it's, for some reason, there was the weight. They took weight off
3: on certain certain things. Well, it was always uh, it was a cool thing. I mean, if you've been to Panama City, we had Tyndall Air Force Base there too, so right. we had a bunch of, we had a fighter aircraft wings, you know, stationed there, and the pilots would come to town, and then you know, they'd come out and party, and there's just, just little guys, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, they're just tiny, because they got to fit in the cockpit. I was going to say, you ever that? seen that little cockpit you got to yeah, sit in? you know, I mean, like, <coughs> dude, you just need to leave. Look at a Blue Angel pilot, <laughs> I don't think
1: many, many of the Blue Angel pilots are, are like over 5'11". Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. They're just
3: they're well
0: just I still insane. could qualify then. There you yeah. go. But I think you gotta weigh less than a ton to be in yeah. <laughs> You can't you can't weigh more than the payload that you're dropping. <laughs> well You're like bombs away, it's extra seat. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's an F bomb anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we've done drop that one. <laughs> um, but back to oh uh, bring uh, us all four circles. Thanks, so, Mom. <laughs> besides fire up the bands yeah. and uh just just tell us exactly what you do. I mean a concert yeah, promoter. We uh, obviously know what you know, do. But we know what we not do, a, but I'm not a promoter. No, he's not a promoter. Okay.
0: Um no, he's the guy that makes it happen. So, I actually, to be more specific, i never asked you this. I just kind of assumed, well, I mean, you're always the guy on the stage helping us, you know, telling people what to do and all this other stuff. And you're like, hey, we put this whole stage up in like two hours last night and all that. <laughs> so, how much of of the stages that I've actually been on and the ones that you're doing are part of your production company or are you? All of them. If I'm there, it's our production. Okay. And so, Mark, when Mark Taylor's involved, he's only a booker and a buyer or is he a producer also he's a producer as well yeah, so you yeah. guys kind of team up exactly but he's not part of your your exact production code. no okay and what happened was um
1: i had i was a production manager and stage manager for Gras in galveston for 10 years okay 97 through 2000, 2006 okay um mark came on board as a talent buyer in 2004 okay so he inherited me <laughs> but we had a, we had a bond cause both of his sons were in the Navy at the time. Um, of course I was retired Navy mm-hmm. and, um, we just clicked and he liked the way I managed and ran the stages. Cause I pretty much didn't give, I didn't take crap from tour managers. Right. Um,
0: oh, I, it was your stage. You're going to run the stage. Right. Yeah. So
1: he liked that. Um, and, uh, after Mardi Gras that he did it for two years and, um, he said, "Call me one day and said, hey, can you can ears?' So yeah,
0: he's I'm um, hey I'm I like Mark. He he books me
1: sometimes. <laughs> you know what? A lot of Texas artists have a lot to think of Mark mm-hmm. because uh, most of them wouldn't be around if it wasn't for him. Because he he stayed on point and he knew that they were going to be there. Yeah, you know it's funny. He he's the one that kind of started Eli Young. Right. He was booking them a lot, and we were lucky enough to get them for Gator Fest one year." It was six weeks after Crazy Girl hit. Oh, right. Oh, man. (laughs) And of course, you know, you couldn't have planned that any better.
0: Well, I know in my wildest dreams when people would call me and were like, hey, like maybe even the first year I played Catfish Festival or no, it probably wasn't the first year. But I'd released my first album. And so I'm going, you know what? Things could really blow up. And so when people are asking me if I'll play eight months in advance for this, this amount of money, how do I know I'm not going to be worth more right. when that comes around? And, and my band's just looking at me like, you're worth what you were worth. They're like, now that's what you're worth. You well, know? I
1: remember the first time I put Cody Johnson on stage I think mm-hmm. we paid him $750. Yeah. sounds about right. And, uh, I think he's up to like
0: 90. At least. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know like, um, those guys when they get super big like when ragweed was just bam i mean they were making tons of money but they they were playing some private parties for a million bucks for a oh, private yeah. party you know
3: absolutely and, whew, holy cannoli if
0: i if i and go cody still
1: has that bus yeah, exactly <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot
3: of guys out there well known artists that still play for you know 2500 3 3 grand a night for um, I you know, for, I wouldn't know if for, I'd for, say touring, but they're active on the. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say touring, but they're yeah. active. Yeah, they're, they're active. active. They're, they're playing um, four days a week. Yeah, they're yep. they're playing three or four days a week for a private party. They'll still do it for you know twenty five hundred, three grand. You know,
0: and really, the artists. I think the the. <gasps> the venues are getting to where they're a lot tighter with their money the everyday venues not their maybe not necessarily your festivals and not necessarily your big concert venues I I, band, I think bars
1: are paying less now for a band than they were when I first got into this music scene in Texas
3: back oh, there's in I you know, doubt
0: about I had to cut way back on my full band shows because I, if they're not gonna give me what my minimum is that I I mean and it's cheap man I'm telling you my, my full now I'm just like okay well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lower my price so if you want me to play, you can pay me an acoustic fee for however many members I bring, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come play for less. One, I've already promised my band that every night that they're with me, they're gonna make right. X and those of musicians dollars.
1: have you know there's a, there's a a rate that they have to like mm-hmm. more or less like me. You That's don't okay. come. Find somebody else. Right. Like, you exactly.
0: Know. Yep. It took me forever to get to my, get my head around the fact that I might play less shows, but what I play is going to be at least meaningful for my, my direction that I'm trying to go or compensate me for my time when I'm away from my family. Cause I've, I've reached an age, my kids are, I like being home. Right. I like being around mm-hmm. my kids. I like being able to go do stuff with my family. So if you're not going to pay me to leave my family, or if it's not something that's some exactly. big event, then I'm not going to it. Well, you know, that's the move
1: that I made a few years ago, you know, yeah. up, up until 2000. I want to say 12, I think 12 or 13. I, I, I did my, I had a corporate gig. Mm. I was a commercial, a class A commercial facility manager. Okay. Uh, post Oak central. Right. And, uh, I was doing this on the weekends. Gotcha. So I was never home. <laughs> my wife really didn't like that. No, but um, you know what? I, I missed my th- my first three kids growing up. I, I really did because I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife and I have a daughter. She'll be fourteen next month. And I don't want to miss that time with her. Right. And it got to a point where that job was about to kill me, literally. And I I walked away from it. And um, I've been doing this full time <laughs> now mm-hmm. as my job. And you know what? My wife, she's a teacher and <laughs> she said, she said once to me, she goes, she never really ever worked a day because she loves what she does. Right. And she said, it's your time. You know, you, you spent your time in the military. You've yeah. done, so here. You are, you know,
0: <laughs> here's, to, here's to the wives that here's let us wives. do what we want. That's for a sure. fact. Yeah. My wife is, uh, I got, um, we'll say encouraged to quit the day job a few years ago and and focus just go for the music kind of deal and, and i did and i've had a lot of fun times but it also doesn't mean it's the easiest like i haven't you know um I haven't made it big and rich yet but um but I, I i got to do what i needed to do there was anytime an opportunity came up i didn't have to turn it down because of anything and my wife's been very supportive of that so she's She's the one that says, "Why are you home so early?" I was like, "Well, I needed to get home. I, I'm I go home after the gig. That's what right. I do. I don't hang out." And I appreciate that you go home after. The gig. <laughs> I bet you do. I mean, well, you I'm know, sure. it did. Get a lot of people hanging of, out.
1: You know, it it's a job. Yeah, you're coming to the show and you're playing the stage, and I understand the people that are there for the, quote unquote your headliners. They're there all day, right? And when they're done, but guess what? When they're done, they leave. Of course, it's usually a lot later but mm-hmm. even the opening acts that's, that starter show throughout the day, come and play your gig, act like you've done this before. Mm-hmm. Play your gig, get your check. Have, check hands, nice day. have a nice day. Yeah. yeah. I have other bands coming in and I need your
0: parking spot. Right? Exactly. Especially. <laughs> well, and the benefits are the benefits and the concerts I've done with you, you guys, um, none of them had an additional parking garage for, <laughs> for all the people that want to stick around. And, uh, yeah, normally now if we play early, if we got like three or four bands after us, the only place that, that I've really had to do that, like at Papa's, it's no big deal. They got a big old parking right. lot. But, um, for like, the Catfish Festival. I mean, you just come in, which they do. Oh, yeah. Then those guys aren't getting out. So you got to kind of get out of the way. And uh, and then I'm that guy that we don't have a bus or a van. So now we're like, hey, we need to take up six of those spots for my <laughs> band members. So we got to get out of the way. Yeah, if you notice yeah. those
3: emails you get try to write Jerry if you can, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the first and foremost music, music, and we've talked about this before, is a business. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there to do a job. And entertain folks. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, you're having a good time and you're letting other people have a good time and, and all of that. But when, you know, brass taxes, it's a business for the artist, for the production company, sure. for a studio like me. If I'm coming out and I'm shooting video or whatever I'm doing. Yeah, you can have a good time doing it, but it's a business and you're there to make a buck and entertain people. Right. Right. And when your job is done, it's time to go. It's time to go, and yeah. your wife will love. And it's, you not for it. we, it's not that <laughs> we. <laughs> not Your wife, want you. wife will love
1: you and, for it. Well, you know, and, it's, and a lot of times bands have come from a distance. Certainly, and, you know, and, and most gigs we, you know, the ones that do have to travel in and have to travel out, you know, we'll get hotel rooms for something, and, mm. but that's their opportunity. You know, go rest, go yeah. get get away from it. Let your ears rest. Let your mind rest a little bit, and, and mm. go.
3: You know? Yeah, I mean, there's always a, a an artist should have planned in his schedule when they go to an event like this. If they come in from a distance and they have fans here, um, that they have a little period of time that they set aside to interact with their fans and 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 do their business of being a musician and being you know somebody that their fans want to see and talk to and have new exceptions to rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You play at noon, six o'clock. Eh, that's probably a little late, right? <laughs> the party may have gone too long. So you ready for a commercial spot and a little pause for the cause? Yeah. I think we should take a little break, have a little, uh, you on our drinks up here? Yeah, most definitely. And, and all
0: that good stuff. <laughs> and give Scott a chance to catch his breath up here. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, y'all hang tight. We'll be right back.
4: Let's
5: enjoy the
0: difference At Classic Galveston Hi, I'm Howie Bentley, owner of Classic Auto Group Galveston Inviting you to the classic way of doing business Which means the customer always comes first Need
1: service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop Let us
0: cater to your needs the classic way Island style Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com Classic
2: Galveston Enjoy
4: the difference Island style To the is wondering what I'm gonna do today. My pole's in the water, and the beer's still cooking, but I ain't had a bite all day. No, no. Oh, and it wasn't left the path to success, but I know it's been more than a year. While the rest of the world was out there running the rat race, I've been sitting. Drinking beer, living on lone star time, wondering where I've been. Should I make up my mind?
6: Just like it's your laugh. It's to loving just like your heart's never been broken. Here's to always dancing just like nobody's watching. Cheers, people. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Sometimes you get beat up good. You drive yourself crazy being misunderstood. Sometimes you wanna throw the towel in, but you come out swinging like you just might win. You gotta keep on, keep on, keep it on. Push it on down the line. And keep on, keep on, keep it on. Keep on getting further behind. And some days you wonder what it all means. Some nights it ain't as bad as it seems. Well sometimes you think you've been had. Run yourself ragged. Still another day, ain't it funny how the truth sounds so cliché gotta keep on, keep on says, man, you might as well just pack it on in and be back in bed and watch Oprah all day. It really ain't worth trying to make a difference in this world because, Betts, it's going to happen to me. And trust me, friends, it happens to everybody every single day. So when you do muster the strength to leave your household and go to work, school, lay, cheat on your boyfriend, whatever it is you're going to go do that day, just know that everyone you pass, they know how you feel. They're going to do the same shit you are. Know that and do me a favor, do me a favor. When it happens, walk up to anyone you see. You tap them on the shoulder and you whisper in their ear. Say, I know how you feel. Because you do know how they feel, right? Say, I know how you feel. Do one thing for me. If you don't do anything else all day, do one thing for me. Keep on keeping on. You keep on, keep on, keeping on. Push it on down the line. You keep on, keep on, keeping on. Keep on getting further behind. You keep on, keep on, keep it on. Push it on down the road. Keep on, keep on, keep it on. Still got a way to go. Keep on, keep on, keep it on. Keep on, keep on, keep it on. Keep on.
0: like we're almost there oh no doubt man my software is making everything glitch out so during the musical <laughs> break there was a lot of
3: <laughs> and i apologize for all that but uh yeah we're gonna have to Defrag your hard drive and do all sorts of stuff. I'll you, give you a list of shit. So. You
1: got to use a different computer than the one you play video games on. Oh,
0: that, <laughs> the one I wouldn't play a video play game. Video is that games. Call it duty. Going, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, you ain't. You can't defrag my computer. That sounds too dirty.
3: You're not allowed
0: to <laughs> do that. You might catch a virus,
3: Randy. You, you and, might catch something that Ajax won't wash <laughs> off. Right? <laughs> something like that. Pines something all. like that. Oh yeah God. bleach ain't taking care of that it's really
0: funny i just <laughs> <laughs> i was a navy Sorry. guy
3: <laughs> this works a call brother awesome. <laughs> well, my dad would just
0: pour diesel on everything so
3: <laughs> same thing
0: <laughs> Yeah, they fence line you know the fence line <laughs> diesel or kerosene <laughs> yeah somebody po- i saw something posted funny it was like when we were when we were younger, our parents threatened to wash our mouths out with soap, and now kids are just eating Tide Pods. Eatin Tide Pods. <laughs> what the? Nah. <laughs> As you can tell, Randy has some whiskey in his cup now, so the F bombs will it be flowing. No, they're, uh, I try. Not they to, will. They uh, will not.
1: They yeah. will not. My ice isn't clinkling, but yeah. Yeah, we yeah, got. We got. Um,
0: now we have some drinks. I decided to share, but unfortunately, um, it was a rough week for my wife, and so our whiskey bottle is empty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it is now. Well, it
0: is now. <laughs> so next week's going to be. Really really rough
3: <laughs> so the uh the whiskey producers in texas we need a sponsor
0: i think you know what uh chris i think he said he's got whitmire on the on the hook oh sweet so sweet. we just need to set that hook and reel it in <laughs> you know there's a
1: couple of them out there besides rebecca creek there's a yeah, there's whitmire one and yeah whitmire
0: Whit- Whitmire's the one i saw okay yeah yellow rose
1: yellow
3: mm-hmm. uh, yellow rose i think they uh, used there's to sponsor several. uh they used to sponsor well something. i've yeah. been working on one um kinky freeman has uh tequila oh really it's called men in black okay and uh i know his business partner and in that venture and so
0: you're not uh, you're not allowed to drop names and 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 talk about how much clout you have without a bottle in your hand
3: well uh, i'm trying (laughs) i'm trying i've had a bottle in my hand and it's really damn good Is it? (laughs) yeah so uh when i went to cancun we did those
0: tequila tastings And so you get to taste their tequilas, and it's 100% blue agave, the good stuff that you sip, you don't shoot. Right. And so now I can't drink tequila. Like, I can't do the shots. I have to have good old sipping tequila that's real good stuff. And It's it's like a good scotch. Yeah, it can be. It can be, for sure. I, I enjoy it, but it's still... There's still a tequila taste to it. That eventually, I've had enough of that taste. I got to move back on. Nothing replaces bourbon and whiskey no. for me. And
3: <laughs> will a good Scotch will. Uh, you a can single shoot. malt Macallan will. Yeah, always. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some single. I me, mean, you know, so th- some eighteen plus.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. We bought a bottle of Johnny Walker Double. No,
0: it was gifted to me a Johnny Walker Double Black. Oh wow! And um, my wife mixed some with Coke. And I will tell y'all that that makes it taste like a Band-Aid. <laughs> so don't ever do that. Oh. It was awful.
1: The only thing you mix with scotch, if ever, is maybe some ice. Well, hey. Johnny
3: Walker, Johnny Walker does not produce a scotch, period, the end. They are all a bourbon. It's all a blended. Right. Uh, even blue is blended. Um, even though it's entirely overpriced for a blended whiskey. <laughs> But Scotch is a single malt. A Callum or, you know, one of those guys.
0: And it has to come from Scotland.
3: Yes, it I'm does. i going to love it. Yeah. I'm going to love it. And, uh, you know, strange facts and full ahead. They use Whoa. old... Uh, I like that. Full now you're speaking my language. They use <laughs> old Jack Daniels and old bourbon barrels from the United States to ferment their whiskey or their Scotch in. Because <laughs> in the United States... Say. Barrels are only allowed to be used once, mm. so that's why you always see Jack Daniels barrels and you know Jim Beam barrels everywhere. They
0: sell those. They sell those
3: um, Jack Daniels wood chunks from their mm-hmm. barrels that they cut up and so right. smoke yeah. your meat. Yeah, so yeah. they uh, they can only be used once in the United States. In Europe, they can be used as many times as they like. Well, okay. <laughs> Strange facts. The peep moss.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Um, uh, <laughs> moving on to music. Yeah, back
3: to music. Um, <laughs> hey, but music and booze always go together.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, I've had, I've had, I remember the best cook off, Houston cook off moment that I had was when we were playing down there for the cook off and um, Dennis, <sighs> we call him skinny Dennis so much, can't remember his last name, Wolford who uh, has the bottomless pit cookers and it's the big tent. Right, yeah. Well, um, it was the first year that we became friends, and so he was excited. He's like, hey, come over to my tent, man. I'll feed you and all this other stuff. So we were on break or before our set at the tent we were at, and we go over there, and he walks us back there. And he's like, I got something for you. And we walk into the to the trailer, and he reaches in and he grabs me a bottle of Blanton's, and he hands me a bottle of Blanton's. He's like, this is for you, man. Take it home. Do what you got to do with it. And I was like, <gasps> And I would never seen blantons before i was kind of new to the to the bourbon whiskey whatever game and i was more impressed with the the horse on top i was like that is so cool man and uh and the food was delicious yeah so then the next year i went back over there thinking you know hey i'm gonna go get my blantons and he's like hey would you like some sausage Uh, damn damn (laughs) (laughs) should have got two bottles (laughs) that's right so now i mean because it's hard to get Blantons. they don't they don't ship much of it out at, at once. And I got lucky one day at Specs here in the woodlands. I walked in, I said, Hey man, y'all got any Any uh, Blantons? And he goes, He gave me this look, and he goes, Only because you asked. Hold on a second. And he goes to the very back of the store and he walks up and he's like, I only got two of these. And so he gave it to me and I bought it and we sipped that thing. So, I mean, we were just pouring <laughs> little baby shots. We just, mm-hmm. For that
3: price, yeah. <laughs> but
0: uh,
1: at, I found one in, in, of all places, Pensacola, Florida. Oh, wow. Okay. So we were at this RV resort right by the beach. You walked across the street, right across the street from the mm-hmm. RV resort is a liquor store.
2: Yeah.
1: I know exactly I was what you're of, talking about. <laughs> I was out of Crown. So we went over there and they had Crown, but I'm looking around and they I found this blended that's called Royal Canadian. Mhm. Okay. Can't find it anywhere around here. I wish now I would have bought five bottles. <laughs> but it's to me better than Crown and and I'm a Crown lover. Right. Yeah, Royal Canadians very. Royal. Nice. You can find
3: it, it in Florida. It's made that's cuz of snowbird. It's, it's made in New Orleans. Oh, I
0: have to give full disclosure. You're not drinking Crown right now either. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. No, so when my wife went down to the rodeo, she took my Maker's mark and yeah. poured it into an empty Crown bottle, <laughs> and that was the bottle that you grabbed out of my hand a minute ago. So you're actually drinking Maker's. Uh-huh.
3: Sorry. I knew that I a bottle was a <laughs> <wasn't laughs> Crown. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I've been to your house before.
2: Yes. <laughs> maker's.
1: I got a bottle of Maker's from Blue once. Did you? Yeah. yeah. It was on his rider.
0: I gave it to him. He said, dude, Here. Oh, nice! See, awesome. I never, did, I never, did, I never did writers. Nobody really asked, and I don't think anybody would have ever taken me seriously if I had said, yeah, here, I need a bottle of whiskey." And they're like, "You got a gig? Be happy!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, as a producer of shows, what are some of the strangest writers that you've had? I mean, besides the you know bullshit stuff, but you know, honest to goodness writers that they want and they're going to use. Oh, wow. Um,
1: <laughs> I won't say the band name,
0: No,
3: but you don't have to,
1: uh, they'll know, they'll know when they hit 10 hear packs it. of tube socks <laughs> and five packs of the eight pack Hanes underwear. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't even want to know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the I, standard batteries, which I never get. Yeah. I just, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: batteries yeah. are too expensive. You can have your socks.
1: Get, you <laughs> know what? If you're playing that many, you're using that many batteries, go to Duracell and get a sponsorship. Yeah.
3: No sure. uh, yeah,
1: Get that's, rechargeable that's stuff. That's
3: one thing that uh, a lot of people out there and in general don't understand, you know, as a, a producer and stuff of a show and they come with a rider. Yeah. There's some negotiating sure, <laughs> that absolutely. can be done, you know, uh, I just tore up I, one band that's for bikes
1: on the body. I won't say the band because mm-hmm. they actually, the, the names haven't been released yet, but, um, I crossed out like one, almost a whole page of stuff that they wanted. I'm like,
3: no, I'll just do the buyout. Yeah. Because <laughs> <I'm, laughs> Here, here's some cash. Leave me alone. <laughs> i got exactly. better things to do than send well, a you know PA what? out your, for your, that crap. Your
1: clients depend on you to look over that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I work with a couple of other festivals that are outside of this area that they don't. They don't know. And as of this year, one of them is, are sending me those writers now going, "What, what's right what's not right? You know, yeah. what can we get a, you know, what can we not have to buy? <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. You know, usually the alcohol or, you know, and if, you know, the, the well, fresh fruit If you've got a beer, and got kind of a
1: beer thing, sponsor yeah. and they want Guinness, but, you know, Bud Light your sponsor, trust me, they'll take, they'll take the take Bud it. Light. Yeah. They don't care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you start getting into all these fancy wines and different yeah. you know single malt scotches, scotches and stuff and, like that just no
3: you know you, nah. <laughs> you know here's a 12 year old mccallum Shut up!
0: <laughs> i know like <laughs> you're not gonna know the difference <laughs> ron white there's a story i don't know if i heard ron white sell the story himself or not but there's a story about how he no he says it in the joke on, on his uh on his rider he gets whatever johnny walker expensive is and then he has his little flask and he takes the bottle that the club gives him. He puts it in his tour bus and then he gets his cheap bottle of Johnny Walker out and he pours it. I mean, relatively. And then he pours it into his flask. And that's what he drinks all night is that Johnny Walker from the cheap Johnny Walker. And he takes the expensive Johnny Walker home. Right. So he's got a big collection of it. He said, I think eventually if you get enough bottles of it, they give you your own Scottish terrier. We did a flat.
1: show with Phil Vassar. Okay. So on, on Phil's rider is a handle of crown. So we we got it for him, this particular event. It was, you know, they had the money to buy all that kind of stuff. So we give it to the tour manager. I give it to the tour manager. We walk over to the bus. He opens up one of the bus bays. And I swear to God, the guy had 25 handles in there already. I'm like, you drink that much whiskey in a year, you're going to die.
0: Right.
3: A handle
1: is
0: a half gallon usually. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It, it's insane. So I guess Sorry, they just have the one 7.
0: rider that they make and they send it out to everybody and mm-hmm. they don't think it,
1: about it. Exactly. And you know the reason all that, you know, you see the stuff about the, you know, you've the heard green the stories. Yeah. You know why that came about. Right. People weren't reading it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, if you weren't paying attention, like, you know, we've, I've learned with Tejano bands and some uh, Cajun and Zydeco bands, they want backline, mm-hmm. but they won't put it in the tech writer. It'll be in the hospitality rider. Yep. Hmm. I mean, literally, it'll be buried in a hospitality rider somewhere. Uh, Backline will be provided. Hmm. And I had it happen last year Wow, at, at Boot Fest in Victoria. Um, it was on the rider, but it was in the hospitality section that they needed a drum kit. Wow. Fortunately, the very opening, the first band of the day that was kind enough, we paid them a little money. But he, I had five bands played on the same kit all day.
2: Man,
3: that's awesome though <laughs> I mean,
0: for that's a drummer. A hell of a good kit yeah. <laughs> well, for a
1: drummer. My monitor guy was real freaking happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the, the patch guy was yeah. static. He didn't have to mic five sets. And then so here drum, comes no here shit. comes
0: Josh Fuller with his left handed drummer. Let's go go ahead and screw up this whole system. Yeah, well, you know these
1: goofy foot drummers, man. It's just wrong. <laughs> that's
0: just wrong. How many of them are there? Like how many? I but, think. I in mean, it, in my day, I mean,
1: I've been doing this a while. I think I've seen three. Left footed drummers. Alright, mine's one of them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um <laughs> there was another I might band. I have seen three, maybe four over the years. Yeah. There's another band
0: that we've we've played a few shows with. Oh. Oh, it's um Ronnie Tinsley. And he's a he's a guy that's yeah. doing country now, but he used to do rock. Okay. And he was he's the mm-hmm. Ronnie Tinsley in the dark horses or something like that. But his drummer is left handed. But he doesn't like to play with others. So We still have to use two
1: kits. (laughs) Well, you know who's left-handed and someone that you know who's left-handed does everything left-handed except play drums. Who's that? Spencer Booth. Huh. Jason Hmm. Cassidy's drummer. Left-handed, but he plays right.
0: Interesting. I guess he had a right-handed teacher. Yeah. I've
1: never, I never asked him why.
0: Well, what's funny is I'm right-handed. Well, the the jury's out on that. I think I was supposed to be left-handed, but I just became right-handed. But since my drummer's been with me for 10 years... Whenever I tinker, I've tinkered on his kit. So now, when I sit down at a right-handed drummer's kit, it there's no—I can't even tinker. Right. I'm like, ah, what do I do with this? It's all on the wrong side. <laughs> my my kick foot and my hi hat foot are backwards. I can't no, can't do it. I play with my legs crossed, and that just that's, that looks ladylike. I can't do it looks that. Looks like you gotta go pee. Yeah, it looks like I gotta go pee while I'm playing the drum. <laughs> it's just wrong. So I don't play the drums. The, but,
3: yeah, that left-handed, right-handed thing is just. <laughs>
0: so, it's, you know, is it too hard to ask if you have a favorite event that you've done? Does one stand out more than the rest as far as whether it was crazy or if it was just I miss, good?
1: I miss Mardi Gras and Galveston back yeah. in the day when it was big. Um, what they do now, I know they're trying to, you know, Mike, the guy that owns Jagas is really is the guy that puts on Mardi Gras now, okay, down there. Um, and he's doing what he can. But, um, back in the day when we had three stages going and I had a big full time cat rig at Sangerfest park and I brought bands, you know, we had bands like, you know, the temptations and BB King, and mm. deep purple, then Lizzie, Paula mud, I mean, you, you name a band. Right. And they were know, there. I, I figured it out today because for whatever reason coming up here in the 10 years I was there, 2,170 bands in 10 years. Wow. That's a lot of music, dude.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a lot of music. <laughs> it's a lot of music and a good memory. <laughs> and you know, we had a lot of
1: bands that you've heard of, a lot of bands you didn't know. Right. You one never, of my, and one you of never of my know. favorite bands to work with in all that time was remember the Spin Doctors? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal band to work with. Just hands down, just great they're just they real super easy yeah. yeah but that's how it's become now you know because i've been in the texas scene for a while there's there's certain acts that i look forward to having kevin fowler roger crager cory morrow pat green mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every one of those because you know you mm-hmm. for what i do as a manager i bond with these tour managers right and the best compliment i've ever received was from kevin fowler's tm darren they were pulling up to a festival down in Victoria, Bootfest. He goes, Scott, as soon as I saw you standing there waving waving at us to direct me in, he goes, I knew we were going to have a good day. That is a good compliment. And, and that's the best compliment I could get.
0: That is. It is. Yeah. And you, you do have a great reputation um, outside. you know, and, and a lot of that has to do with Mark Taylor. Yeah. You know, Mark,
1: Mark liked the way I managed the stage, but he's brought me down to a little bit of, okay, well, let's – negotiate a little bit. You know, there's gray areas. It's not just black and white, which is hard for a military guy. Like you can still
0: be a hard ass, but just maybe not on this thing. Well,
1: (laughs) no, not even a hard ass anymore. It's more, um, it's not my way or the highway. It's let's, let's do this together so we both
0: have a good day. Right. Yeah, right. Right.
1: And there's been times when it didn't work out real well. I mean yeah. I've, I've run into it with different...
0: Well, I remember the only... We played that Winnie Rice Festival and it was a technical problem. Like there was just like... I can't remember unless there was a glitch in a line somewhere or something. But everything else was perfect with the show, you know. But it was... You know, that, uh, was the,
1: that was last year I worked Rice. Was, was it, it? You were there? Because that next day I had a major fallout. I was getting ready to mix a band. I was looking at my iPad. I looked up, and it was like I stepped off of a four-hour tilt-a-whirl ride. Mm. EMTs came over, checked me out, and they said, we're taking you to the ER. My blood pressure was 297 over 197. Damn, Damn. son. They said, uh, you're getting ready to stroke out. And I went, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Show them what's going on. One thing you never want to do, spend eight hours in Beaumont ER. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound not, good. Not fun. Doesn't but, sound um, fun at all. Somehow my wife made it from Clear Lake to Beaumont in like 45 minutes. Wow. Um,
0: Level do crazy
1: things. <laughs> but that uh, that was the last time I worked with Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's you know. the
0: last time I played Winnie, I think. Was it? Yeah. I, I, we only played, we only, I think we played there mm. twice. Maybe it may have only been the once. I don't remember, but I just remember that we were over here we were looking over there and seeing as Cody was playing that night, he was right. the headliner that night. Yeah. So I'm over here at the side stage behind all the food carts and there's Cody on the stage and you can see him doing his thing. You're like, no wonder there's nobody over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, know, they I, mean, did a,
1: I think they did away with that stage. I don't even have that stage there. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I don't know if you remember their tour manager at that time was, uh, Frank Cipra. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Super Frank. He was with Krager for years. Yeah. And, uh, he got the band on stage and everything's fine. And he turns around and looks at me and goes, well, what do I do now? And I went, well, if I were you, I'd be go watching your merch guy make sure he's not ripping you off. <laughs> yeah, watch <laughs> him they, count that. They do that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: in a minute. Um, but when you talk about managing a stage, you, you, you know, tell us about that a little bit. You know, how you go from, you got a show that you're putting on that has six acts or eight acts on one stage in one day and you're bouncing back and forth between stages. Cause you know, a lot of our Texas music festivals have, you know, two, three, sometimes four or more stages Mm -hmm. on them. And, and, you know, that insanity because I know what that is, but you know,
4: yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: walk us through the day of, of super Scott. <laughs> super Scott.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of it, to be honest with you is, is two and three weeks of pre-planning with the artists and with the artist managers, um, getting all those things out so of load in times are essential. And, and people don't realize when I say we need you here at five o'clock, well, we don't go until 630. Uh-huh. We need to here at 5 o'clock because by the time I get you parked, you get out, stretch your legs, yawn, take a walk around. We got to get your trailer unloaded. I want you to build your kit. I want you to be ready because I have 30 minutes. And it, as you know, you've been to most, mm-hmm. most of the shows that I've done. I have usually you'll see the same three or four stagehands. Right, it's kind of like my core group. These guys, I can't live without them on a show. Yeah, they know what the because fuck they're doing. I can. We have a standing bet. Their turns, which means getting the previous band off and the new band on they're getting the band
3: off and we have a easy phrasing. Are we still using phrasing? Yeah. (laughs) Phrasing getting the band off of means (laughs) getting (laughs) the band off of the stage (laughs) Um, over under or
1: (laughs) I they have to do it in under eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes or under is, is is our goal. That gives me in most cases, you know, at least 20 minutes then to get the next band on, get them mic'd up, line checked and roll. Mm -hmm. and, it's a game of mastering Tetris. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In a lot of cases. And the key is, it, it's your crew. It, you, you know, I I couldn't do anything that I do if we didn't have the right people on stage. Between the stagehands, the uh, the sound engineers, the what they call patch guy, you know what that yeah. is. Um, patch guy is, is key because... He's trying to deal with four or five snakes sometimes on on yeah. the deck, you know, taking up stage boxes, you know, re, yeah. re-running lines and whatnot. And it, you've
3: got a and it, you got it, a good patch guy. Your day is your day. Is yeah, good. but it's the communication with that patch guy. He he knows all your crew, and so when that drum kit comes, you know, rolling in, and he's the guys punching in, you know, that Tom or whatever, right. and he can. Talk to that and my guy and crew. Say, hey, what, what
1: you may not know or recognize is one of my guys is knows all about lighting. Mm-hmm. One of my guys knows all about drums. One of my guys knows you know about guitars. Right. So they know they can help mm-hmm. remike stuff. They and they know what they can and can't pick up when it's time to get get the stage off. You know, yep. get get the gear off of the stage. Right.
3: They they know it needs to stay.
1: They aren't going to pick up an artist's guitar. Mm-mm. But they'll pick up the amp. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you know, and footboards. There's a touchy area there with some with some guitars players, yeah. especially um, the ones that have the harmonizers. That there's there's different things that they yeah. want to use. That you know their vocals. I won't mess with any of that. I have them do it themselves. Um, and there's there's times when it gets touchy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had to jump into some band's production guy's ass and say, Hey, you know, I've got another band going on here in 12 minutes. Get the fuck off.
3: Yeah, yeah. move it, move it, move it. <laughs> You know, hey, I'm there's on schedule here. This is how this. Is this isn't roll, time for a band know. meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get
0: yeah. your shit and go. <laughs> Sorry. We used to <laughs>
3: we love you, but
0: <laughs> we used to pride ourselves on how fast we could strike a stage. Like we always wanted to just be as quick as possible at striking our gear yep. and getting off for the next guy because we figured if we hoped anyway in our in a, in in our grand imaginations that if we had a headliner. That was impressed with our ability to strike the stage, get it done quickly and cleanly, that maybe they'd have us back one day. Well, and, we uh,
1: and there's something to be said about that. Yeah, certainly there is. Because there's artists that go, well, we really don't want them to play in front of us, right? Because they, it I've takes heard, too I've long, heard and because they that. take too long to get their shit off the stage.
3: You yeah. know, the quicker an opening act can, you know, exit. You know they've done their job they they're, they're ready to go let's get their crap out of here and let's give these opening act you know the headlining act rather uh, as much time as they need to you know yep. besides
1: some of the egos that you have to massage at some of these shows i truly treat the opening act just getting a pittance of mm-hmm. money from what the headliner is but I try to treat them the same as I would treat that headlining act. To me, there's no difference. Right.
0: Especially if they come in with the right attitude, but if they come in with an attitude of, it's going to be a long fucking day for them. Right. 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 (laughs) I've seen it.
3: I've seen that way too many
0: times. Yeah. (laughs) And I've tried so hard to not be that band. Like I've tried to get my guys to do it. And and now that we've all, my my guys have all been with me so long that they're all, their egos are, there's not it's there isn't whatever one. Right. yeah they've been checked so we uh, we just kind of we except kind of your drummer yeah, your drummer's He's, a little cocky yeah. no it's left footed. left you know. handed left handed people <laughs> but um, but yeah man it's just I, I've always tried to to, to come in and be like, hey, I just don't, I don't want to be in the way. I'm just here. I'll do it as easy as possible. Yes, I need to hear myself. Yes, I need to hear myself. It's okay. I'll just roll with it. Let's just go. <laughs> you know. Well, and and that's
1: what I tried to instill in a lot of guys. I mean, they'll get to the point where they're sound check, not sound checking, even just line checking, trying to get mm-hmm. the monitor sort of right. And I'm running up against it. Yeah. And I'm like, we're gonna mix you on the fly. Trust me, my guys will do it. And I, the, our monitor guys have never failed. They no. Were, you know it may t- it may take 30 to 45
3: seconds but in the long run for an hour and a half that's it, not. it could take know. a minute i mean th- there's plenty of room and as long as that band knows what they're you know communicating to right. your crew you know but what i'm seeing more and, more of and
1: not, is bands are coming in with their own in-ears they've got yeah, their own they've got I've their own mix ready that. and and that that's i love that i mean makes life a lot easier. Well, and, you know, if you have something to complain about, all you can do is complain about it to yourself. Right, you know? right. But, you know, I mean, because either they already have them set so they don't have to mix it or they have their own engineer that's going to do their ears. But um, it's it's a lot faster if they have their own ear Certainly. coming in. You know, and all they got to do is give me two lines and we go. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, um,
0: see, I got the in ears, but I didn't get all the other stuff. I didn't get the mixing board and all that to where we can mix it and just send send out a signal. We always are like, hey, here's this. Instead of using now. the stuff that you already have set up here, once you to unplug all that crap and plug my stuff in, so we just went with wedges at festivals. We we're just like, eh. but when we, when we were doing a show where we had plenty of setup time, then I I love doing the in ears. Sure, but um, but yeah, but at festivals, I, I have this it's kind of like when I'm playing golf. I can play golf and have a good time, and I'll do pretty good until I look behind me and I see someone's behind me, and then I start pushing myself and rushing myself because I don't want them, the people, to wait on me, and and I just I get I get so flustered that I'm in somebody's way, and I do the same thing at the festivals. I'm like, ah, I can't be in people's way. I can't I can't be holding it up, you know. Well, you've never been that person, so I don't worry out. about it. No, it's because I freak out about it. If I didn't freak out, I probably would be. I'd be the other guy, and be like, that son of a bitch. <laughs>
3: hey, it's, a, it's it's like a that good
1: in rush, okay. was it Rush Hour Two or Rush Hour One when the guy gets killed and <laughs> the the, uh, the actor goes, well, he won't be in
3: Rush Hour Two.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's that Pharaoh Bueller's talk to the camera, <laughs> yeah. and you know that yeah. that that, that no no in movies,
1: yeah. And we've had those artists, I, you know, there's artists that have never played a festival again because
3: yeah. because they're idiots. Well, I, I've I've over the years I've come across uh, musicians that are great players but they don't have a band they're in a band and they have a group of musicians that play together but they have no idea what they're doing right you know as a band but when you have a great band or a good band even um that comes on stage that know what they're doing they're going to put on a show and they're going to make this it's a business it's it's a show they're going to Entertain. They're going to do everything yeah. they can to delivering make a product. They're delivering a product. <clears throat> right. It makes the world a damn difference sure to does. everybody on our end of it, be it a, the photographer, the video guy, the sound guy, the, you know, everybody that's involved, the, the promoters and all that down the line, uh, the production companies, everybody, it makes the world a difference. It's it's too bad that some of the audience
1: members <clears throat> don't know. Like for example, uh, two years ago, a year ago, uh, we had Pat Green mm-hmm. at uh, Sylvan Beach Festival, and Pat's bus died at one forty six in Fairmont. I mean, oh wow, dead. Of course, his trailer's there. <laughs> Where we need to load him in. He's our headliner. I, yeah, you know, need to get him on stage. Right. What people don't think about or know about is the production company backstage. Dumped what was in their box truck, drove down there. We cross loaded from their trailer into our truck, brought it back to the stage, unloaded it, put it on the stage. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's all the stuff that people don't know happened.
3: You know, they they don't know that kind of stuff goes on. No, they don't. And but that's what this show is all about. You know, sitting here with people like you and and all our other guests, as all these backstage stories, and that's what. Uh, folks, I think really want to hear and learn about yeah. and, and what takes what it takes to put on shows and festivals. It and takes everything a lot. It takes a whole.
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, <laughs> Sylvan Beach has its has its, has its problems as it is because it's a circle drive. Where behind the stage, it's a circle drive. Okay, and I've put two buses in there. And had all my other bands parked <laughs> in and around and of course <laughs> there's a couple of Johnny Lee stories I won't get into but oh, I, no no I know I tell Johnny, you what, Lee. Johnny Lee well I've known Johnny a long time a long time his bus driver and probably Fowler's bus driver two best bus drivers I've ever seen
3: oh yeah most definitely
1: uh, I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's there's guys out there that have been driven, and and they're good, but for that little area,
3: you need to be an expert. Yeah. Mm, so take us to break, Josh, and we're going to talk some. Well, I'll tell some Johnny Lee stories to off fair <laughs>
7: On a day hot enough to make the devil cuss I walked into a bar so thirsty I was spitting dust Mark, bass asked me, what'll it be? I said, what you got? He said, well, let's see We got Low Star, PBR, Rolling Rock, Shiner, Bock, Moose, Trulot, Doodles, Heffen, Bison, Ziegenbach, Keystone, Corzine, Of course, we got Red Stripe I'm still Amsterdam in the talk and make Miller like us by the pint glass top of a lock logger take his waller cause he's going fast. old mill stout a lot of lining kugels open up your wallet no time to be frugal there's 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Say I was pretty impressed As he handed me an ice cold beer from a chest Said not bad for a hole in the wall Barkeep Grin said that ain't all We got Rio Grande, Ripper Rock, Tecate with the twist top Dos Perils, dos like Equis, Foster if you're Aussie But Light, in the news ain't Williams koozie A dozen wheat beers on tap if you choose You got Heineken, Killians, bats and Becks Ice cold Corona with the limes in the necks you I hope my walk is best, my favorite brew i ordered me another before i knew it was 2 a.m and i was under a table being choked by a dude that smelled like a stable and finally i was able to throw him through the screen door pick up my hat off the hardwood floor get on back to the barkeep's daughter who was putting pop top on the jukebox dancing non-stop and sipping on a beer that i bought her we were drinking it like it was water there were cowgirls everywhere wearing their Started on the Cuervo, Bacardi, gold, margarita, straight tequila, Jim Beam, George Diggle, then we wet our whistle with a single malt, Scott Speed, Snops, in a Jelly Shot. Captain Morgan, pour some more of them cider Sliders, Flying Tigers, Dr. Pipper pulled the designated driver.
5: Fear on the wall. Anything's Mexican if you put a lime in it, right?
4: accident or just a fender bender the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city when
0: classic auto group collision center can take care of all your repairs island style our certified technicians can repair any maker, model and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty classic auto group collision center now open at 6601 harborside drive ClassicGalveston.com. classic galveston
4: enjoy the difference
0: island style here we are we back we back we back I had to uh man I got so many buttons to push, Randy. You're supposed yeah, to Yeah, I know. Uh, you're, so, you're to supposed to be pushing running. these buttons for me, man.
3: Well <laughs> next week I will. I, we I've we been, should have meetings. I've been watching and, and learning. Uh, we should have <laughs> we should have
0: meetings before these shows. I think they call it show prep. Yeah, and, uh, they and then do. We, can, and, uh, we can come up with stuff. So Scott, your stories are getting better and better. You're getting looser and looser. <laughs> yeah, right. Um so I, I think that we would be – got to put some of these stories out there. It's the ones that we can tell without uh, – I, I think the one about – uh,
3: well, I don't know. Actually, maybe not. I don't want to incriminate nobody. <laughs> I don't either. Well, I can honestly <laughs> say because uh, uh, your associate and mine, Johnny Lee, I mean, there's a lot of great stories out there. And uh, the, they can get pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know he's uh
1: well the one I was telling you just before, just after we went on break was uh you know we had him at Tin Hall once and they uh at that time him and Sherwood had this you know if you know who Sherwood is with Gillies and the yeah. that whole thing yeah Sherwood had him and Johnny got into a fight and there was an arrest warrant out for Johnny so he knew that Johnny was playing at Tin Hall so he had two Pasadena sheriffs or uh, police officers at Hobby Airport to arrest him when he came in but we had two Harris County deputies
2: <laughs>
1: pick him up in their squad car and brought him to Tin hall and the Pasadena police filed him all the way there. And, um, needless to say, he didn't get arrested And the Harris County Sheriff's department handled it
3: very professionally.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounded professional yeah. when you told it off, <laughs> off air.
3: Um, show went on as planned with those are the great stories that, uh, that we'd love to talk about here on this show is, Oh, how about uh, a raw oyster run for Johnny
1: yeah. once? Oh, yeah, there nice. You go. Uh, nice! Can you get me? Can you go get me some raw oysters? What? <laughs> 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 I need like six quarts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wanted to take them back to jo- uh, um Branson. Awesome. Yeah. So my only Johnny Lee story that I can tell. Oh, and it's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty decent. But <clears throat> so we were playing. Sorry for coughing on the microphone. So we were um playing at the Redneck Country Club. And I actually wasn't the one. I wasn't on the bill. Actually, it was my buddy Eric Myers was playing. He was the, he was support act that night. And then at the RCC, after the headliner goes on, you play the after party. So you play twice that night. So Eric was up there playing. He asked me to join him, which was a nice nice thing for him to do. So we're up there and we're just jamming out. We're having a good time, singing songs, and I forget what song we were playing, but I know I was singing. And we're uh, we're we're doing our thing. We're singing. It was probably about. I don't know 30-45 minutes after Johnny had gone off stage you know And all of a sudden I noticed that the drums just sounded really awkward and weird like they weren't quite right they're a little off and there was some extra clunks going on here and there and so uh, we get to the we get to the instrument the the musical break so to speak at the end of a, at the end of the course and I just kind of look over my shoulder and there is Johnny on the drum kit <laughs> and he had taken off his rhinestones and I don't even think he had a hat on so it's just wife like a white t-shirt. He needs to wear a hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he usually has a girdle And on. he <laughs> luckily took it off, I think. But he was back there playing drums, and once he got settled in, it was okay. It went horrible. <laughs> but I guess what I heard was them switching seamlessly. Right. Well, it had a seam, but there was <laughs> it was a rough seam. For sure. I did but. a show
1: with um, – <laughs> Pat Green was a headliner. yeah. Cowboy Mouth was their direct support. If you remember who Cowboy yeah. Mouth yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah,
0: yeah. He you know did Fred, an HVB commercial. Man, on those, right they now. used to tear up the Catfish Festival. I, I would go, and they, they would have oh, those yeah. people doing Fred, anything like puppets. Fred
1: LeBlanc is just a mm-hmm. master of entertainment. He yeah, you know, was He's incredible. the
0: only drummer I know that plays
1: all the way at the downstage edge and just barefoot. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what My it's My nephew was outside. his uh, road manager. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we had this show in Cyprus, and Pat was the headliner so cowboy mouse on stage well pat green walks up to him and starts messing with him and you know in his ears and stuff talking to him so and then haha we everybody laughed when pat came on about halfway through his set fred scooted off pat's drummer and played like three songs pat never New wow, that Fred no, was
3: back dude, there. it's a freaking amazing. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> That's great. Um, it was when cool. you go with Fred and you go back a little further and the bands he played with. My nephew was their road manager for like six years. Oh wow,
1: yeah. So
3: he, is, Fred, is one
1: of the hardest working guys. And my mom at uh, this at that point in time, maybe sixty nine, seventy years old, came to her first Mardi Gras. They had just moved from Phoenix to Galveston, and. She came down to Mardi Gras when she went to see Mardi Gras. Well, Cowboy Mouth was on stage at the time. My mom fell in love with Cowboy Mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to the point where she'd, keep, she'd like to go to Cushada and to, you know, gamble a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if she saw that Cowboy Mouth was playing one of the casinos,
3: there she went. There, it was
2: there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But Fred's just that kind of guy. He's he's just super positive all the time. It doesn't matter what the setting is. It doesn't matter what what's going on. He's just yeah. always, his message to the crowd is always positive. Now, I scared the crap out of my daughter one year because he doesn't like it if you're sitting down. No. Right. He will go out into the audience. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of him at Conroe. Okay. He got mad because people weren't paying attention. He got off of the stage, climbed up on K Star on Big Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Climbed up Big Blue's antenna with a wireless mic. <laughs> and yelling at these
3: people. Barefoot. Because he always yeah. plays barefoot. Play, barefoot. Yeah. Well he's he's just he's just an animal. And you gotta admit, any guy that is a drummer that wants to be the front man of a band. I think honestly, when you when you Sit and think about it. I mean, yes, there's been, you know, Don Henley and Phil Collins. Collins. They were front men, but when they have a concert or whatever, there's still front men in front of them. This dude brought that drum kit all the way out. Yep, and he a is the front, front man. man. Yeah, and he always, and that's, and he I always think that's has the some really one. hot
1: female bass player. Oh shit! He doesn't yeah. now, but um, always he always has oh. some really good looking female <laughs> bass
3: player. I don't know if it was
1: something have to some it. Taste We'll, we'll or, have to get my
3: uh, my nephew Ricky in here, and uh, <laughs> uh, Rich is what There's uh, something uh, about Ricky, it, but, yeah, female. Bass he's got players. some stories. Trust me, female drummers too, female drummers and
0: female bass players or female. Apparently it's like females on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of an instrument they couldn't play that didn't they don't automatically have a hotness that value added to it. Rhythm but. guitar, <laughs> rhythm guitar. Well, yeah, I you guess know, you're right. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's, that's that's the only one.
1: No, I tell you what, there's a band called it's a Hispanic band, Tejano band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called La Phoenix. Yeah, all sisters. Five mm-hmm. sisters. Mm-hmm. All right, and they play instruments so I never even knew what the the word was. I mean, you know, gahabos, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like some weird guitar. You know, I didn't know what the heck Kasabas. it was. <laughs> Maybe I, mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I, it, it was a weird. It was like an eight string guitar. <laughs> no, Casavas. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, super band, in- great band, tight, easy on the eyes, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, just a good band. Get your mind out of the
2: gutter. No, there's nothing better than a tight band. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I I
3: found uh, I worked with uh, uh, a Latino radio group for many, many, many years here in Houston and uh, got to meet a lot of those folks. And uh, the the ladies there that were in those bands uh, were by far some of the most professional And best players that I have ever heard in my life. And they were really easy on the eyes. And they were a lot of fun to be around, too, because they enjoyed the music so much.
1: You got to watch that went to La Phoenix, though, because their daddy's their tour manager and their bus driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got, like, eyes everywhere. That's <laughs>
3: like Costa Nostra. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's some Mexican mob, too. Trust me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think they call them cartels. Go ahead. But... <laughs> keep, keep calling them out on my show, Randy. <laughs> and the address is.
3: <laughs> no, they're good. They're they're all a bunch of great um. Oh, the Latino bands—we uh, have a lot of those um, playing in you know your music festivals and stuff sure. like that. They're Absolutely. they're wonderful. They're great to listen to. We're doing them. a change this year though. At
1: uh, <laughs> say, I I I get hired by the city of Victoria to manage theirs, and um, they hire their own talent. They they do all that on their own. Um, but we've developed a relationship that now that they send me the writers, or asking me what I think about lineups and who's you know who's doing better than other because. I can get on Polestar. They can't. Um, gotcha. But um, they're changing up. They've always... Friday night's always been talent night. But the last couple of years, it's been, yeah you know. So this year, Friday night's a tribute rock band night, which I'm <laughs> freaking thrilled about. <laughs> I mean, I got a Def Leppard band, a ACDC band, and a Journey band. Oh Wow. wow. So.
0: There's been a resurgence in... I don't even know if it's a resurgence or just a surge of in the Houston area, greater Houston area, especially of uh, these tribute bands, people just and Houston's always been, in my opinion, more of a cover band town. They don't yeah, necessarily but you got, do you the got original. Three acts.
1: Solid, you got three solid tribute bands here in town. Yeah. Um, Fab five, of course. Right. Um Already Gone. Okay. The Eagles tribute. Mm-hmm. And Nightbird.
0: Yeah, yeah Nightbird, Nightbird, yeah, yeah.
3: That's uh the fleet of yeah, Stevie yeah, Nicks. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what's her name? Brooke. Brooke, Brooke, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, daughter of, yep, yeah. I don't know who. I just uh, what's their uh, that uh, part? I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know where daddy uh, or nothing.
3: Yeah, I, <laughs>
0: but I do know it'll that. Come yeah. to me in a second. Yeah. We've been friends on Facebook for a long time. That's yeah, what I you know. Go. There you go. <laughs> but no, so like RCC even had a bunch. They've had um, the Spasmatics and they've okay. had a couple of- uh, Well, you know there's five of those though. Yeah, it's a franchise. Exactly. When I first when I first turned my, my band into an LLC, now every year I have to report, I have to turn in franchise tax. Right. I'm like, I'm never going to, it's a band. Bands don't have franchises. And then all of a sudden you see, oh yeah, apparently spasmatics. And I remember hearing an interview with Gene Simmons and he was talking about, um, at one thing he would like to do is have kiss bands that weren't, you would never know if you were getting the real kiss or not. It would be like four (laughs) or five different kiss bands. So they wouldn't have to travel as far and they would play. (laughs) And I heard him do an interview. I think it was on Opie and Anthony. Or he was talking about doing doing something like that and, um, and to where he would... Unless he,
1: they booked Little Kiss, then you know for right, sure. Right, then it's Little Kiss, yeah. <laughs> there's a female version of Kiss out, too, from yeah. what I understand.
0: Well, there's a Little Kiss version, too. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Do they not wear makeup? <laughs> I, Is it like an opposite thing? Or? No. <laughs> okay. No, they're they're uh, little people. No, I know the little oh, people. Yeah. But I'm talking about the female No, version. no, the
1: female's dead. Same thing. Same yeah. makeup, everything. Yeah.
0: All right. I can't think of the name of them, but interesting female I, I don't know what a female i mean female kiss Kissette. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well there's a there's a there's a female led zeppelin yeah
0: <laughs> tribute yeah. i have heard that yeah it's a it's a thing man and, and people dig it they eat it up like those they would sell out the spasmatics would sell out every single time they played the rcc yeah. hell mm-hmm. there's like ugh. those two
3: cello guys that do oh, all that's the it hard that's arc. the name yeah, yeah two cellos yeah that's the name of them yeah they they Have you ever seen that one out, with Joe Satriani? Yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, that off yeah. the hook, you know, as far as talented musicians and playing some serious rock and roll. Oh, yeah, doing ACDC
0: on two cellos. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: i, I I think I've seen one of their videos or well, two. An, yeah. It's, band, it's you, worth the watch. What's the other band up? Uh, you ever
1: seen Stephen and the Seagulls?
0: Yes. <laughs> They're
3: playing all kinds of weird instruments, playing all this metal music oh, with man, banjos and accordions a, and anvils. There, there, and, there's been so many uh, uh, over the years. Uh, there's been hillbilly, and you know, there, there's been you know with banjos and everything yeah. else, and. Uh, it, it, it just goes it's to It's good show for you, the music scene. Yeah, it really is. It gives everybody, you know, some options, and it's fun, and it's different. Yep. And, like it or not, but at least it's entertaining. And, and that's what it's all about. It's, it, I mean, personally, it's if I hear Don't Stop me.
1: Believing Again, I'll probably just choke. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? It's still good. It, it, and bands like a journey, and uh, I work with a, a really great uh dc tribute band called highway to hell yeah and they're out of florida um these guys are phenomenal i have them i've had them a couple times now at lone star rally
2: mm-hmm.
1: um there's another one called cowboy kid that does a kid rock tribute that's i mean this dude looks just like kid rock i mean down to the tattoos hmm, wow and sounds just like
0: There's dedication there man yeah.
1: that's some dedication for him <laughs> well uh... you know he used to be a a a singer on cruise ships. <laughs> oh, nice. He he's actually from this area, uh, Stafford, uh, Sugarland area. Oh, oh Wow. My right. wife my wife went to like middle school or elementary school with him oh, one wow. time. But,
3: yeah. Well, I, I know Kid Rock. I mean, dude puts on a hell of a show, man. It is just kick ass, and uh, he always puts on. A... He <laughs> looked up the two cellos, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, can hear. Yeah, it. he did, <laughs> and. Um, production we're we're getting production values in our show here uh but a lot of those great tribute bands there's been a lot of them over the years and and
1: and they're super fun to work with on on my end so easy and they're they're so thankful literally it's like just thankful to have the gig Mm -hmm. and the i have gotten no pushback from any tribute band i've ever worked with it, it, which is a good thing. I mean, it, you know, it makes yeah. you. you
2: know.
0: Well, I've thought about, you know, there's no real, like, specifically Texas country cover bands or tribute bands that I know of anyway. No. And so I always thought if I ever was going to do a project, what what would I have fun doing?
1: I've, I've thought of a great tribute act.
0: Yeah. Except
1: it would be a tribute act. Towards the genre, not necessarily a band.
0: Right. That's
2: what I'm talking about. I've already got.
1: I've already got the band's name. If I ever I need to franchise it.
2: Yeah. No. Go ahead. Don't say it. No. uh, Don't say it
1: right now. Right here. I want to call it. I want to call it Flannel. Flannel. And it's gonna be nothing but '90s grunge. There you go. There you go. go. Pearl Jam, Mud
3: Honey. uh, uh, You know, name a band. Nirvana. Yeah. All of them. (laughs) Nirvana. Yeah man, that'd Flannel's cool. a great name. Yeah, that'd be great. Man, somebody's gonna take that.
0: And, and then if there a was bus. a girl version of it, you could call it Combat Boots. <laughs> no, you have to call it Doc. Docs. <laughs> Docs. Yeah. That's leather and lace. Doc Martin. <laughs>
3: That's funny. <laughs> Steve, Stevie Nicks might have <laughs> a problem with that. With that. <laughs> but come on, does it not translate?
0: <laughs> Petty can't complain about it. I'm man. So, yeah. have you ever had a? Um, like a crazy festival or something where, where weather like out of nowhere to you just I remember a time when um, a dude that ran Mustang entertainment for a long time uh, a mustang music group back in the Pat and Corey and back in the in the glory days um but he he was doing he was doing the um, Ziegenbach Music Festival, and then he tried to do one in Corpus. And on the day of the festival, he was knee deep in water from rain. Well, he lost, done, I mean, lost his
1: butt on uh, it. Uh, Beach Festival about four years ago. Um, not one band got on stage. We just did nothing but hand out checks. And I'm talking, I had like a Bart Crow and well, you know, you know yeah, Josh Abbott kind of stuff. I mean, you know, all we did was hand out checks.
0: Yeah, five, ten grand a piece. Yeah.
1: And, and more. <laughs> I think Stony was on that show too.
0: Yeah. But yeah, we just handed out
1: checks. Said, Thanks. Bye. I mean, hail was so bad. It was it, lightning was my, my radar. My, because of what I do, I, I pay for a couple of weather apps. Right. Um, my lightning indicator was, showed 0.0 yards away with lightning. <laughs> it sounds like my and front you could yard. see it hitting yeah. in the bay there at Silver Beach. and was hitting the buoy markers and yeah. spidering across the water. Yeah, oh, that's have been cool that's to look some, at. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs>
3: It no was scary as shit. Your hair all stands up and you know you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> there was
0: there was one time we were sitting here uh eating it. At... <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're yeah. grounded. You know, <laughs> yeah. We were at uh, Lupe Tortilla, me and my family right here in the woodlands, and we were sitting on the patio and a storm comes blowing in. We were with some friends and a storm came in and it started lightning and everything. The music's perfect for this. Oh, it's over now. No, it's coming. No, that's it for this video. <laughs> I anyway, was just breathing
2: hard.
0: But <laughs> <coughs> So Sorry. we were there with a bunch of other friends, and the storm blows in, and lightning starts striking. And it, it's not super close, but it was close enough for all of our friends to get up and like, we out, and they go inside. And me and my wife, and I can't remember if I had if my, my older son was born yet or not, but we were sitting on the patio, and the lightning just kept getting pow, pow, pow. And Lupe Tortilla is only about 200 yards from the freeway. And so... Lightning eventually was just hitting the freeway. Boom, boom, whoa. boom! Mm-hmm. And we were just sitting on the patio, and I was just eating up everything. I was just excited. I was like, yeah, this
4: is awesome.
0: And eventually my wife's like, I think this might – maybe we're – not this isn't the smartest idea. <laughs> but it looks – we're covered. It's good. We're good. It's good. And, and this is coming from a guy who my dad's been struck by lightning three times. Are you serious? I'm dead serious.
8: Holy crap.
0: Dead serious. He got struck – Um so the first time he was fishing for chickens, with uh, he was outside just fishing. And he had a little lure on in there, you know, like he was just messing with the chickens. They'd chase it and he'd laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Well, we had some friends staying in an RV and they were, he was standing on their cable. Their, their, I guess it's the two, a 220, isn't it? That mm-hmm. goes to the house. And he, he didn't realize he was actually had his feet on it. And lightning struck and hit the cable and hit him because he's standing on it. And then the second time, he was actually at our barn, our dairy barn, and we had all, everything was made of drill stem. My dad's like the drill stem good, good uh, MacGyver. So he was, I think he was working on putting up a, a new rafter or something, but he was touching metal and <laughs> pow, got him there too. And another time it came through the dang telephone oh yeah and I was I was in the room when it happened and it did See, that's everything that's why we did away with landlines yeah it did everything a landline will
3: you oh, know. in oh, a yeah.
0: damn minute it yeah. will Egg turn. I'm telling you his hair did stand up smoke was coming out of his ears I mean it was insane B- killed the phone oh yeah and uh, he just went and laid down for like a day <laughs> and then and oh, then man. that same house I got struck by lightning well last year at the fire up the
1: bands who got struck well, it didn't get struck, oh. but as far as everything was yeah, good. Yeah, it was
0: all
2: day oh, yeah, long. Oh, yeah.
1: And then. Right uh, after our set. Who was it? Uh, Cal- Calvary. Uh, no, it wasn't Flatland Calvary. Um, shoot. Forget. It was
0: something with a name like that, though.
1: Yeah, oh, I man. I want say uh, Midnight River Choir. Maybe. 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 Uh, anyway, about halfway into their set, then three-quarters of the way into I mean, that rain just started coming in sideways. Yeah, yeah. and We had to get off stage, and then, of course, Josh Ward was the headliner yep. that night. you um, I had to
0: clean up and get ready for him. Had to clean up and
1: get ready for him, and we had to... Yep. Yeah. It,
0: it held out, because I remember it was, it was actually spotty showers through the day, because I remember one time I was playing, and it started raining, but the sun was still out, and it right. was beautiful, and I was singing a song about rain. Yeah, Scooter Brown wished they had... Uh, <laughs> rained a little bit on
1: him. Did you see Scott after that set? Did you see Oh yeah, him? He, he was, was soaked with sweat. I've, I've never seen anybody so wet with sweat in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, he humid. sweat through his jeans oh, from wow. his waistband to the hem. Yeah, wow. I mean, literally came back behind the stage. He was took swayed. off his boots and just peeled. He was sitting behind the stage just in his peeled underwear, <laughs> peeled everything off. We got him a bunch of water, and, and yeah, 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 I thought he was going to fall out there for a little bit. It was, yeah. it he, it was he hadn't humane. played in Texas in a while. He'd been doing all that yeah. up north Nashville this stuff. Was, yeah, it? all that
0: low humidity <laughs> shows. <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah. no i welcome back to texas dude i do remember that
0: there was one fire of the bands we did and um i can't i couldn't tell you which year it was but when i didn't drink enough water before the show and i remember looking back at my drummer and doing something stupid and then trying to spin around all dramatic like and then i just lights out for a second and i somehow it just i caught myself right before i was fixing to hit the ground and i put one hand down and I was up, and I was fine, but just that sudden that movement of that yeah. thing, mm-hmm. ooh, I was almost done for. Yep. So it can happen quick on yeah. those summer You've festivals. you got to hydrate. And that yeah. doesn't mean with Budweiser. That, no. no. Well, you know, it's just that you just don't get enough water but you know from the beer. Thing so you got to drink a lot more beer to get a you, bottle of water. The thing water. about the
1: hydration thing is, though, is you really <laughs> have to hydrate a day, before. two days yeah. before. before certainly. Um, doing it as you're sweating is doing you absolutely yeah, no, no good no whatsoever. Good. So that's typically like... Uh, my later shows in the fall or you mm-hmm. know summertime, July and stuff, mm-hmm. two days day out. Yeah, yeah I'll you, drink more you, water than I should. Well,
0: it's like when we play football. That's what they'd make you do. On Thursday, you start drinking a lot of water, and then for Friday night's game, you, yeah, you're young. We didn't get yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to be really doing good. I at didn't practice. say they gave it to us. I said they made us. They told us to drink it. Yeah, they gave us salt pills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was for the kids with the cramps. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I never got the cramps. I think I got the broken leg and the torn muscles and the stitches.
3: Yeah, a banana and a bottle of water. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: wow, you got bananas too, man.
3: It was, <laughs> you
1: guys created right up here in Texas.
3: Different generations, no, that, that was Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we knew better because we lived on the beach. You know, it's like that's true. It's the salt, even the salt air would even suck. Well, it I grew out up up north. More.
1: I mean, I grew up in, in northern Indiana. In fact, mm. from where my house was, I'm like just a stone's throw from Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, trust me when I tell you, it gets every bit as humid there as it mm, does here. Because yeah. where I, where I lived, you get all that humidity is coming up off of Lake uh, Michigan. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well see, um I don't know if you and I have ever talked about that before or not. So I got family that lives in Lake um in Michigan City and Laporte. Oh, yeah. And right, um, where that's at. So yeah, that's full disclosure, um I was born in Michigan City, Indiana. I'm not I'm not a Texan. So you're a Hoosier like me. Shit, how I was born that?
3: in New Jersey, so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you I'm, what? <laughs> I I
0: moved down here hey. on Fort Dix. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like New Iberia or something. I don't know. No, I was born on a military base, thank oh, you. Oh, there you go. Fort Dix.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. I was a C section baby. I was born in a <laughs> Born, born in section C at a Hank Williams Jr. concert. There you go. Born in the back seat of a Greyhound bus. That's right? a Larry the Cable Guy joke. I can't take credit for that one either. I need my own jokes. Damn it. Hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comedian cover band. Is what I am. I'm a com- i am do comedian covers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can't get away with that in comedy. You know that's what sucks. You like. Instead Music. of
1: the blue collar tour, you're going to do the pink
0: collar tour. Is, <laughs> I do the studded collar tour. <laughs> studded collar and handcuffs tour. Yeah, That's a whole different show. That's a whole different show. Yeah. Coming up at midnight, <laughs> <the> studded <laughs> collars. <laughs> don't spit your coffee everywhere Scott it's not worth it studded puppies so that's gonna be my new adventure I'm gonna start having I'm gonna have Up All Night with Josh Fuller (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 888
3: I don't have 70s AM radio from the border
2: there
3: you go oh man we could have a show where we brag
0: about uh, brag about invisible things and call it boast to boast instead of coast to coast
1: that'd be a good show have you ever listened to? Uh, I don't. You know who Adam Oder is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Have you ever listened to his podcast?
0: I've listened to an episode or two. Yeah. yeah.
1: Bad truth. It's, yeah. It's pretty good stuff, man. Yeah. He,
0: he I, and I need to swap spots where I go to his show and then he comes to mine. Hey. Well, we just record one show from two different microphones. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> be it the same be show. <laughs> just record it one time. We just play it from. T- t- we just post it in two different places. <laughs> I I like
1: I I like his show because of the perspective that he brings to it as an artist especially when he talks about playing festivals yeah his you know goes to a festival and there's beer for for days but you can't find a bottle of freaking water right yeah i've always promised him you play on one of my gigs trust me you will always have water
0: there is always plenty of water yeah Yeah, and there's always plenty of beer too
1: yeah yeah usually
0: i generally um i don't know man there was a time when i drank a lot of beer and all that stuff anymore. I just want water. I'll drink a whiskey before and a whiskey maybe after. Even my shows now where I sit down, I'm like doing the acoustic shows. I have one now, it's an old fashioned. Apparently. I wish I had an old fashioned my whole life. I'm new to the game of the old fashions, but They've Pacific Yardhouse, sixty years, yeah. <laughs> Pacific Yardhouse makes one hell. I've, uh, I've heard they make a good old fashioned. Man, it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, get it with the bullet rye. It's really good. But I'll sip on that all night long, and yeah. I might get a second one. But I don't know. I just don't. That whole chugging beer, chugging beer, chugging beer, and doing a show. I, I know have, I've done it. I have two drinks
1: at every festival. Yeah. You've, you've ever noticed you've never seen
0: No, drink. I've never seen you drink. I
1: have one drink at the end of the night when my headliner goes on. Mark and I's tradition is we do a shot.
0: Yeah, your job's basically and for the it. night. You did Yeah, you're you done. did it.
1: And then I'll do that again the next night. And then usually if it's a three-day festival on Sundays, I don't because then we got to load out and do all Go to church, stuff. yeah. But yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, go to church.
0: We'll say prayer. Holy water. We'll do communion on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, that's one of the things that's weird about catfish festivals. We can't make any noise before noon.
3: Oh, yeah. On Sunday, no. No lines So you can't line no, check. You can't snakes. do nothing. It's nothing.
1: Nothing. Wow. Because of the, the churches and mm-hmm. stuff.
3: Yeah. You got man. the uh, First Church downtown. No noise before. But, man. you know, they don't have the uh, Cajun stage anymore.
1: As of last year, they did away at the Cajun stage. They have a, a party tent now, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Last, last year, yeah. they had the Molly Ringwalds there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, this year... Uh, they're going to have it's just a whole mix. It's
0: this year, it'll be Scott's band, cut,
1: flannel, flannel, yeah. flannel. will be uh, you know, making their premiere <laughs> debut. Hey, if I could find the artist to put that together and play, I would market it like a
0: hey, bandit. my drummer would do it. He'll he, he wears
3: combat boots and flannel. <laughs> hey, I think your keyboard player might even.
0: Oh, like my keyboard player would be perfect. My, my keyboard player would be perfect. He's got his checkered converse, and uh, no, yeah, he, he, I've he, heard he, him, uh, you know. Oh, he's got the tunes. <laughs> he's got the tunes. He's got any tune you need up until the 90s. He's, he's, he's in, or through the 90s. But I need that David Grohl guy behind on the kit, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, good luck with that one. Yeah,
1: that one's <laughs> going to be hard to find. Can you imagine being the drummer for the Foo Fighters Mm-mm. when David Grohl's your front man playing guitar?
0: Right. With a broken leg and like, it doesn't matter. Shit. Dude just is a beast. Speaking
1: of broken legs, so a show came up. So we've never asked or we've really never talked about this, but I I don't listen to a lot of country. Right. Um, I listen to artists that I like. Yeah. But um I'm a metal in blues for the most part. Did you see the show that came up yesterday? It's coming to the woodlands? I did not. In August. Rob Zombie. Eh? Yeah. 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 And? And the dope show. Oh. Marilyn Manson himself. The Uh, Evil Twins Tour. Oh. Yes.
0: So I guess you're not doing any shows that night. I won't be
1: doing any shows. I'll be going to a show. And I don't go to shows very often. The last show I went to at Cynthia Mitchell Woods was a couple years ago to see Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails.
3: Wow. Yeah. That was a great show. Phenomenal show. I, I, uh, my daughter was in a high school band and that was our, um, the band boosters ran one of the booths there to raise money for the band. So I volunteered and got to catch tons and tons of great shows. And then my daughter, when she was coming up, she wanted to go work there. So, she went and worked there and she worked there for three years during high wow. school and caught every band worked chairs, worked security, you know, as she got older and was able to do those things. And I even, you know, like her first year as a employee, uh, you know, I, I went and did, you know, security, you know, yeah. for a year there. And, uh, those are some great shows in that venue. I will honestly say this I've been to concerts all over the world, just like you have. I mean, from Europe to everywhere else. Yeah. That venue is probably one of the best, if not the best, venue as a consumer to go watch a band. Red Rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. I said one. One. I mean, Red Rock is probably the best. I've
1: never been there for a show, but every artist... I've been to Red Rock
3: for a show. uh, Every
1: artist I've ever talked to said it's just a phenomenal place to play.
3: And it's a great place to watch as well. But as far as, you know, hey, here in Texas, it's number one, period, the end. uh, And they constantly make improvements. And as far as the bands being backstage and seeing what they have to offer and how their crews work the shows and everything else and everything that's supplied it, it's just a great experience
1: you know they're building something similar to it down on Lake City oh really yeah it's going to be it's mm-hmm. it's going to seat as many it's going to kind of mirror it I believe it's going to be right on 45 you know where Top Golf is on 45 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In Lake City mm-hmm. Webster area Mm-hmm. Just passed, just right by there. There's an academy and stuff.
3: Yeah, there's uh, academy and there's. If you look to the
1: left on that same side of the road, um, there's a lot and of the yeah, and the other fries going around. There's fries and then across the other other. Oh yeah, yeah. putting in a big entertainment project, uh, entertainment mm-hmm. thing in there.
3: Wow, because that venue. I mean, as far as as a consumer going to a concert, I mean, I've been to Toyota center. I've been to, Toyota you know, center sucks. it sucks. I mean, the seats are about this wide and you know, you, you can't really enjoy yourself unless it's a really great show. I did see uh fleet. Well, Mountain. the sound, the yeah. sound is never right there.
1: And even the compact center, when I worked at the compact center for three years, the only show that was, I mean, they were all good shows, but odd audio wise, the best show was uh, Don Henley. Yeah. And Don Lenny came in the day before his show. And, set and he it up. brings his own drapes. He would only sell a half-house show. Mm-hmm. He draped half of the damn compact center. Hmm. Certainly. And then tuned the room. And then they had a show
3: sure. that was just... <sighs> it is. Wow, the, the best cool. show I ever seen at Toyota Center was Fleetwood Mac. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I've yeah, seen Aisle. Clapton there and everything else. Yeah, Aisle, I mean Hazel went there. I've seen, yeah. I've seen Clapton
1: uh, Clapton at the complex center, Janet Jackson, um mm-hmm. uh, Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit.
0: Yeah. All those good things. Yeah. yeah. We, so we. so before we before we get out of here, um Give guys like me and other guys that are might be fortunate to get their first gig booked <laughs> at a festival. What can they do to make your life easier? I mean, in, in the shortest, simplest, easiest terms, like just what can these new dudes that come in—they're full of steam and piss and vinegar—and they just to make to make their job easier, where you want them back again.
1: Be nice. Be nice. I know it's stupid. It sounds it sounds silly. It's, it's the old roadhouse thing. Yeah. I know, but you know what's true. Be nice. Um, If you're an opening act, I don't expect that you're going to bring me 500 people. Right. I mean, phenomenal if you do.
0: Hell yeah. You won't be the opening act next year. Go up
1: there, and, and, and I've told bands this for years. You've been playing in your garage. You've been playing in a studio somewhere maybe that your buddy has that you can practice in. If there's 15 people out there, Give them the same show as if there was fifteen thousand. Absolutely. And you know, it, I I was talking to Kevin Fowler at the cookoff, and um, it he was telling me we had we had, had a show a week before at uh, he was my Marty Ground, Port Arthur with me. Okay. And it was it was pretty light crowd wise, and he said, Scott, you know. He says, I play the same show if there's five people or 5,000.
0: 5,000, yeah.
1: It doesn't matter to me. And that's what I tell bands. I said, if nothing else, this is a paid rehearsal.
0: Right. Well, those five people, if it's five people, those five people are five people of 5,000. Right. They came to see that same show. Those are
1: five people that know five people each. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, man, we went to the show. They have the same expectation. Josh Josh was great, man. You got to go see this band. And that's how you build that market. Yep. Um, Don't stay there all day trying to sell your two cds consider it and your in your koozie yeah um think about the bands that are coming in after you and play your show take your check say your thank yous and, and go on right it's not that we don't want you there but we have a job to do right and your job is done right yeah and, and you know that that's really it's not real hard it just put on a good show act like you've been there before yeah.
0: be professional Right. Yeah.
1: And that's, you know, something that we do now at Conroe and the Catfish Festival. Um, on Saturday, our opening acts is usually whoever the best act was at that hometown stage over at the courthouse. Yeah. Okay. that little mm-hmm. stage yeah. set up. And they take a vote who the best act was. And that act gets to open the day for us on the Texas stage. Okay. And so far, it's went real well. You know, you, you give those guys, and usually they're young kids. Right. You know, but. To have someone carry their amp they, they don't know how to act
2: yeah <laughs> you know? dude
0: those are the moments yeah yeah
1: but you know and like i said before we treat that act the same as i treat that headliner right at, you know 10 o'clock at night uh, right we try to give them the same respect and, and that's all we ask give us the same respect in return yeah
0: well i think that's good advice to live by most of it. well from from an artist like myself <laughs> um i know for sure there's no way that i mean i could be a crappy band and the right pr- production, and the right management of what how that's going can make me sound and look like a rock star. <laughs> but I also know that you the opposite is true too you could have a really big name band come in and if the production and all that stuff is shit then the people the perception of that band is that they're shit so i thank you for what you do because this the thank whole scene is Same. better for you and people or because of you and people like y'all but thanks for coming and sitting on my couch absolutely man this has been great i love this is yeah. better Something than what different. you thought i are gonna be. have
1: to do it again yeah yeah man. Please. please so please,
0: we please. uh we're gonna we're, we'll get more people in here. We'll get some return guests with some with some more stories when we're all when all the uh, statutes of limitations
3: around right. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we can do some live stuff during the catfish and all, all, yeah. you know just. I might want to do. I might want to
0: team up with some of that on on the
3: catfish festival. Maybe yeah, come out and there and fire up the bands too, and fire yeah, up the bands and all of that. Yeah, come we, get some. We can,
0: interviews and some podcast material and
3: yeah. All that good stuff. We'll bring out some serious toys. There you go.
0: All right, so I forgot to do it again, Randy. You guys have been listening to us on KTXF The Real (laughs) Uh, via the TuneIn app if you want to listen to us live. But as always, I will put this out to iTunes, to iHeartRadio, to YouTube and SoundCloud and Spreaker and everywhere else that you're podcasts are this podcast will be there too in about 24 hours so scott mortimer was our guest thanks scott for being here thank you for having me randy thanks for helping me too and we are gonna call it a night thanks you guys so much damn that's pretty good bye y'all that's what it's about